Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of Vivid Apple Juice. You're here with Big Boy and... Like I love apple juice, I think it's delicious. Ow. And Big Boy. Big Boy. Presents Vivid Apple Juice. Apple Juice. Don't touch my apple juice or there will be repercussions. Hey y'all, and now a quick word about our sponsor. Anchor.fm. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes to all the platforms for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some think are an exclusive club, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on anchor.fm. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Yes, that is anchor.fm to get started today. That's right. That silence indicates it's just me. Um, so I don't know exactly what I'd like to talk about here. And I don't know if you've, uh, any of y'all have ever tried to just do this, um, in your personal life because I guess some of you may have mental illness or something, but um, it's difficult to talk in a room by yourself. Um, there's a cat here, but uh, he doesn't say, say all that much. He only sometimes will give me looks uh, in reference to things I, I say to him. Um, so it's a little difficult to do this by yourself, especially when you're used to having uh, such a strong presence uh, in the room with you. So, I'm going to give this a go. Uh, We'll see how it is. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a little rough probably, to be honest with you. Um, So uh, welcome. We're here. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple things in regard to most of the things that Ald has no interest in. So we're going to go ahead and and dive into some Star Wars things off the top here. I guess I should just kind of clear things up here. I like all the different trilogies, you know? Uh, I feel a lot of people are very... uh, Bipolar, tripolar, because I guess there there are three three different trilogies to pick from, but people like to stick to certain ones and feel strongly about the others. But, you know, I'm just a fan, and I like them all. I don't think you have to necessarily put yourself in one camp or the other. And I don't think I don't think disliking the new the sequel trilogy as it is uh necessarily makes you anti-feminist, but I think you should you should look into it, you know, within yourself a little bit. Because there are a lot of things that people say, you know, about Ray and her characterization and her training and lack thereof in some people's opinion. But, you know, it's pretty similar for all of the main characters in the last, the other two trilogies, Anakin and, and Luke in that sense. So, you know, I feel maybe look at your implicit bias a little bit. Um, and see maybe if that has something, something to do with it, but either way, 
I like them all. I think there are some weird things in the sequel trilogies that I don't like, like Finn. They just kind of let that plot line hang, which I was not into. I, I wanted to explore his character a little bit more, but, you know, <clears throat> when a franchise is put into the hands of so many different creatives in such a short period of time, you know, it's going to be a little bit sloppy, but I believe today... I think it. I think I saw something today that Dave Filoni is going to be taking over as um, like a creative, the head chief creative person at Lucasfilm. So, or at least the Star Wars franchise. So, that's cool. Uh, I think he has a good understanding of what Star Wars is and what it should be. You know, while the stories can get dark, and some parts of it should be dark as life is. Um, I think it's important for the stories to be overall hopeful. That's what George Lucas has said himself. That the, that Star Wars itself was a story meant for children originally and should, in the end, be hopeful. Uh, so that's how I feel about that, I guess. But uh, currently the Bad Batch series, the animated series, is um, airing weekly. And I watched the most recent episode right before this, actually. Um, the series is not quite as strong as the last season of the Clone Wars, uh, the Clone Wars, um, TV show, I guess, animated series, in my opinion. First episode came out really strong, and I liked it, and kind of fallen off a little bit, uh, in the last couple, couple episodes here, but it's an interesting story. I like the characters, they are interesting, but... They need to do a little bit more to pick up the speed of the storytelling, in my opinion. It's a little bit slow, and we're kind of falling into, there's a problem with the ship, have to fly and land and fix things and go on a supply run, and then the supply run is, you know, something happens and it's fucked up and that whole thing. So I think we're getting a little repetitive there, but I think overall it's a... I like I like the Bad Batch. I want to see I want to see where their story goes and where it ends because I think a lot of it um, I think their mutations are uh, important to the Kaminoans and them not being in the picture is probably why clones kind of fall off popularity and in favor of during the empire years uh moving to conscripted stormtroopers but <clears throat> so that's where i'm at right now in star wars um i would say my favorite film i love revenge of the sith you know you were my brother uh it's such an emotional scene there wow and congrats to Ewan McGregor, you know, just, a, I think he's a cool person. I was watching, I found a TikTok actually of him talking about uh, a new role that he, he picked up, uh, which I forget what it was for, but it's some sort of, some person that's very important to fashion in some capacity. And he basically, Ewan McGregor, that is, he took up fabric altering and, you know, 
I don't know, creating clothing, like st- sewing clothing. He 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 knitted some shirts, whatever, you know, um, because he wanted his hands to look like he knew what he was doing while he was playing the character, which I think I think that's cool to dive in because then you can really you're not just, you know, a person that reads some lines, you know, you get to embody a person in some sense. You know, you know what they were used to doing and what they would do every day. And I think I think that's cool to kind of that's what I would want to do. I would really want to, like, learn about the character and dive into their hobbies or, you know, whatever they like to do and their habits. And just to, you know, you're getting like a snapshot into someone else's lifestyle there. So I think that's really cool. But yeah, he's doing well. He has that Obi-Wan series that they're currently working on. So that's happening. I feel like I had a couple more things I wanted to mention. I just have so many things about fandom here, and I just feel like I should dive into more. been really into stones recently like crystals and rocks and stuff they're just so interesting to me um i don't really even know why god i have to stay stop saying um you really notice everything that you do uh verbally when you are sitting alone by yourself so yeah i've been into rocks a lot recently i go to a local place by where i live currently and I don't know. It's just really peaceful. Like I just go on my day off and usually my day off is not a day that everyone else is off. So your normal weekend days. And I just kind of just walk around the store, just look at the rocks. Usually some like vibey, calm music is playing and I just kind of chill out and maybe get a rock, you know, it's just a fun experience in my opinion. And it's interesting to learn about the rocks, not necessarily like their metaphysical, you know, quote unquote metaphysical properties, but also just how they're formed in the earth. I always found earth sciences so interesting Um, and learning about how these like crazy colored or patterned or rocks um, have come into existence is so interesting to me. I've also been watching a lot about ancient civilizations. I've been watching this docu-series on Disney Plus from National Geographic on um, Egypt and all of these different digs that are happening throughout Egypt and what they're learning. It's very interesting. There's some really fucking dumb people that are they consider themselves to be like true archaeologists, so they dress up like they're from the 1920s. This cat just knocked over my whole microphone. Um, they dress like they're from the 1920s, and their whole get-up, their whole outfit, their whole being is like they're from the 1920s, because you know ar- archaeology was big then, I guess. And they like to fully live the part, which I think, like, hey, for sure, just, like, be an archaeologist in this year, you know? But, yeah, they're really annoying, but they know a lot. Like, they read, like, they read all of the 
hieroglyphs on the walls like it's, you know, Moby Dick. Like, it's just like in English. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. I don't even know how you do that. But it's cool. I fall asleep watching those most nights. I watched National Treasure last night. National Treasure 2. What a film. Oh, God, I'm just jumping around here so much. Um, yeah, I watched National Treasure 2. I love the historical fiction of it all, the action-adventure. It's like true adventure, in my opinion. Kind of like, um, I think I consider Pirates of the Caribbean to be true adventure as well. It's just, there's something about it that's just like, this is, I mean, there are other things happening, obviously, but it's just like, especially National Treasure, it's just like true adventure. And it's, in it's purest form. Um, this cat... He just needs so much from me in this moment, specifically. Re-archaeology. I have also been doing a deep dive into um, South American ancient civilizations as well, which is really interesting. I talked about it actually on maybe the last, last podcast or two podcasts ago, but... This cat, oh my god. He just needs my full attention at all moments right now. I just completely lost my train of thought because this cat is rubbing his whole body on me. What was I talking about? Can you tell me? Oh, I remember. Here we are. Oh, now his face is getting into my face. Ugh. I just... Can I... Later, please. Okay. Well, there it is. Learning about Latin American... Just ancient civilizations... I feel is the most interesting because the Amazon is so wild and all encompassing that so many ancient civilizations have just been fully just swallowed by nature and so much exists there that we just have no idea about. And that's why, um, LIDAR I think has really been super impactful in that, that quest to try to find and learn more about these Mayan and Aztec and Incan societies. I still don't understand how people like they talk about like, oh, they did these, you know, they took logs and rolled the shit, but it's like it's 12 tons. How did you get it there? Like it's it's fully impossible. I just don't understand. I just don't understand how anyone that didn't have, like, a drill that would, like, plug into the wall, like, built shit massive at that point in time. Like, I just don't get how that happens. Oh, my God. The cat's upset. Um, I just don't understand how anyone did that. Like, the pyramids, hey, for sure, just wait until, like, there's electricity and build them, you know? 
Like, why does this dead guy need, like, a mountain in his memory? I just don't get it. Oh. So sorry. A thousand things are happening. Whenever I get a phone call, everything in my vicinity vibrates. I had this interesting thought while I was driving the other day. And... I was just driving around in this place, which is the place that I've grown up. And, you know, I've discussed ad nauseum personal struggles uh, throughout the last year. I mean, as everyone has. Everyone's had personal things in the last year specifically because it's been such a... Just a pause on the world or maybe even a... Not even just a pause, but like a rewind even in some capacities. But... I was driving around in this area that I have always lived for the most part, and I've been trying so diff so so hard, and it's been so difficult, and just pushing against this, just just the world, I guess, to try to get out of here. Like just so so hard, like just trying to get out of here, and just things keep happening that are like you have to, you know. You can't leave here yet. You have to do this thing, whatever. And I think a part of being ready to leave is accepting the place that you currently are for what it is, you know? I have an idea and an image of what this place is in my head, but, you know, that's skewed because, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to leave or trying to get out of here and, you know... It's not as bad as one thinks, you know, you paint, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, you know, trying to get to a different place, but physically, but you know, it's, I was just driving and I looked out the window and I was kind of in this area where there was, you know, a little bit higher up and there, I looked, you know, to out the window and I just saw like these rolling hills and all of this foliage and these green trees and I just thought to myself, you know, there are a lot of cool things here. You know, it's, it's not, it's not as awful as I put it, make it out to be in my head. And for this moment in time, I can appreciate this place, you know, when it's, when I'm supposed to get out of here and continue on with my life and in, in a different place and a different time because I'm working to make it happen, it will happen, but for this moment, I can just live in it and appreciate this moment, this place, this time, the people that I'm around currently, and I think that's a, I mean, I guess that's acceptance in some capacity, you know, um, but yeah, it's just, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. They're always looking to, not even location-based moving, but moving on to the next thing, whatever that is, career, person, you know, romantic partner, friendships. They're always looking to, to what will be next and not exist and appreciate the current moment.
which, you know, I think that's just generally a problem we we are dealing with, especially in America, the United States of America, you know, and Western culture overall. I, I think we, I guess it's consumerism or capitalism, but we're always looking for the next thing, and we just always forget to, you know, stop and appreciate what's around us, you know? Like, right, even right now in this moment, I'm sitting here thinking so hard about this podcast and what I'm going to say next and how I am not being super organized with my thoughts, but there's this beautiful bouquet of flowers just sitting on Al's table here and about how all of these flowers had a life before they were trimmed and put into a bouquet for someone to give to another person to make them feel happy and brighten their day. And they just had this full life where they took nutrients from the ground and brought them up to their cells and leaves and grew higher and wider and new, new features. And, and now they're sitting on someone's table and they brought someone light and happiness. And now they're sitting here drying and, then they'll be in that state for a really long time. I don't know how long dried flowers last, I guess forever question mark, but they've had this whole life and I, and I've just, I've only seen a part of it. It's just interesting to stop and think about like all the things or, or the wood in this house, you know, it was a giant tree or parts of it were part of a giant tree at some point in time. And now it's supporting this structure. You know, where's the wood from? I'm not high, I promise. Uh, just introspective as fuck because there is a little to say. Because I'm trying to save the things that I would normally say for the podcast. But maybe I can just dive into them because we have Bright Angel. We have Bright Angel coming up uh, before too long. I was watching, I was on YouTube, and I was watching uh, some videos, and the a video from The X Factor, which I feel most people would know, it's like a talent-esque, America's Got Talent show from a couple years ago, I don't think it's on anymore, but with Simon Cowell and a couple other famous people or whatever, and... You know, people, and that's where Susan Boyle, I think, was, you know, did her thing or whatever. And a video from a couple years ago popped up, and it was this um, girl from the Philippines. She's probably like 17 or 18, um, coming on to audition. And she, like, completely failed at her, like, small scale American Idol esque, like, just the judges and you audition. And she fully started sobbing and then they were like, you know, come back and we'll do the full scale one and you can have it, you know, have another go, give it another try. And she said that she was going to be singing Defying Gravity. Now, my eyes are already moist. She said, I'm going to be singing Defying Gravity. And then it cuts to like her, you know, little you know, her little media package about her life and pictures from her and her house and like 17 people live in like a one room house and, you know, talking about how like her family just wants to see her, you know, succeed to, you know, 
to represent the Philippines, which, by the by, so many people from the Philippines are deeply talented and in all capacities. A lot of people from the Philippines are excellent singers and amazing singers, and Joe Coy, obviously, is a talented comedian. They're just performers. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if that comes from having just a completely different lifestyle or if it comes from having, you know, being colonized and the trauma from that um, and just existing in the happiness that you have, even, even though it's not all that much, but excellent performers. And so she said, I'm going to be singing Defying Gravity. My eyes are moist. And so then she starts singing it. My eyes are bubbling. You know what I mean? And then she gets to some, you know, a part where it really picks up and people are like, oh my God. And people start like standing ovation, tears rolling down my face and then gets to the end. And Simon says to her, you're obviously very talented. Do you have any kind of idea of what kind of you know, vocal performances you'd like to get into, you know, whether that be live performances in, in musical and theater or, you know, being a recording artist and putting out, you know, songs on a record like Taylor Swift or whatever. And she said, I just want to do it all. And then everyone stood and had an ovation and my eyes pissed tears. So that happened the other day. That was cool. That was fun. I don't know what it is. I just have problems. But yeah, that happened. And then I was like, <laughs> I also do this thing where when I hear one performance, I'm not even, I never did theater, um, nor did I have any interest in doing that ever. But there's this thing where I have to like listen to one performance and then listen to the original and then another performance is suggested and then I listen to that one and I just like to compare them all. I don't know what it is and I just am sitting there for like an hour listening to a million different people sing this one song and I'm like, why even am I doing this? But it's just interesting to me to listen to the different little differences that they make when they sing the same song or even the same person singing the same song over different performances. Like... Uh, my favorite Adele Dazim, also known as her God-given Christian name, Idina Menzel. Um, but listening to her over the years, because she performed it, I don't know, 20,000 times, I guess. Just listening to her over the years perform that same song. And just hearing her voice grow older and change is just very interesting to me. But... Yep, just spent hours doing that, so that's cool. That was a good use of my time, probably. I guess let's talk about Marvel. Fuck it, who cares? Um, Marvel. It's a little dry right now. I'm excited for the... Well, I guess I don't even know what's coming next. I guess the low-key series. 
Yeah, so the Loki series. I don't feel a whole lot of ways about that. I feel it's just a way to introduce the, you know, the young Avengers into, you know, because Loki's going to travel back in time and become like a teenager again and whatever, and then he'll be a part of the young Avengers. I see what they're doing. Because they already... Who else did they introduce? I guess um, the Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie, I guess. Cassie Lang. That's probably maybe right. Um, they introduced her. And where are you going? The cat's currently on my shoulder. And then they're going to, with the new with the Captain Marvel 2, they'll probably introduce, like, the teenage version of her that, you know, does does the whatever. And, yeah, they're just trying to introduce the... Oh, and Hawkeye. Um, what's her nuts? I forget her name. She was in the Pitch Perfect films, well, the last one. And she's the Hawkeye, the his daughter. But yeah, they're probably just going to introduce that and use the Loki series to introduce him as that. But I'm going to be honest with you, I don't fucking care about that at all. I just want to continue down the main Marvel storyline. I don't really have a whole lot of interest in the in that, like the teenage ones, the young Avengers, whatever. I really would like to... I mean, there's so much world building that you can continue to do because the world is the universe, basically, for Marvel. So there's so much to explore still. Um, there's so much to explore. I think they could do I, what I'd like to really see. I would love to see a film or a short series with Chris Evans as Captain America returning the Infinity Stones after Endgame to their correct locations. Um, I think that would be really interesting to to watch. And then also, I guess spoilers, but um, spoilers for Endgame. Yeah, so spoilers for Endgame, I guess. But um, also, oh my God, everything's playing. But how he, in the end, comes to, you know, decide to live a life with Peggy and not come back to the to his current timeline and how all that happens because there's some weird familial things there that I don't quite understand but in regard to I forget her name but the the one from I just completely forgot who she was what's her name um producer <laughs> just fully by myself in a room um what even can I look at? We're, we're keeping it in. We're keeping it in, y'all. My silences, we're keeping it all in. Because why not? Sharon Carter. So her, her niece, because Captain America got into it with her. So will he, like, watch her, like, grow up and she knows who he is? Like, I don't quite understand how that timeline uh, worked out. But I would be interested to see how, not the whole thing, obviously, but him returning the stones and interacting with, you know, the Ancient One or whoever else. I just think it's cool. I think it would be cool. I'd love to see that. 
myself. Um, I'd really like. Well, I guess I guess they're having a Wakanda TV show because I really want to. I want to explore Wakanda. I really would like to explore Wakanda further. I think it's. I would like to hear more about like the history and its growth and development and its reactions to uh, outside history, and, like World War One or. Like, how early were they so technologically advanced that they could isolate themselves fully from the world? And did they ever have interactions with, like, the? is there a Roman Empire in this uh, in this Marvel world, this Marvel universe? Like, I just, I don't know. I guess it relates back to historical fiction again, but and just my interest in archaeology and ancient history, even more so than modern history. Modern history, to me, is like, just happened. Can we wait? to talk about it further. Like that's what I have interest in. Um, and also, can we do more to like learn more about ancient history? Just can we like do some more, like everyone get out a shovel and just start digging your fucking backyard, especially Europeans. You'll find something interesting. Like just get into it. I just want to know more about all of the histories forever. Just everyone start digging. Oh, God, I don't know what it is about recording here, but I always get so, I don't know if it's like allergies or something, but just my nose starts running every time I sit down here to record. And we're keeping it in. We're keeping in that silence in because that's how we do it. This is probably the worst podcast we've ever had, to be honest with you. But I wanted to do something rather than just have in a week where we don't do anything. But yeah, Wakanda, I think it would be interesting to see like where the Romans like, hey, what's up? And they're like, just shot them in the head with a gun. You're like... How advanced were they in comparison to the Romans, for example, or the British when they started colonizing the whole world? That would be interesting to me. Also, the multiverse. I would like to... Well, Elizabeth Olsen said that she's taking some time away from from her character as the Scarlet Witcher, Wanda Maximoff. Because for basically two years straight, she was playing that character, which, hey, I don't even know how you do that, but she's been record. well, she did record and film um, WandaVision, which I thought, honestly, I was going to have no interest in, but turned out to be much better than I expected. But yeah, WandaVision, uh, I liked it. <laughs> Just say more. WandaVision was really good. I think I think Elizabeth Olsen is a really talented actress. Um, I haven't watched any other things that she's done, but I know that people are really into the other things that she's done. And hey, Catherine Hahn, what's up? Love you. Al and I both love you. Parks and Rec, excellent. Parks and Rec, excellent. And just everything else you've done forever. That was that one about the moms, bad moms. That was funny. 
I'm interested to, yeah, for Doctor Strange, I would love to see some more for, because that stuff's always so visually just enticing as well. Just all of the, just the dimension bending and especially when he first meets the ancient one and she, you know, pushes out his astral form and uh, he experiences all those different dimensions. I think it's, yeah, I liked that a lot. Say more. Um, <laughs> Dating has been interesting. I was supposed to go out on a date with that person that I went on a date with. Um, uh, today, actually, right now, we were we were going to, but did not work out. Um, and that's fine. You know, I didn't feel any particular way about it. She sent me, like, an extremely long, like, this is my life or whatever. Like, you know, here's my situation, you know whatever, you know, I, not to be aggressive, but like, I've, I've met you one time, like, you don't need to, it's nice. I, I should, I should assume a positive, you know, positive intent here. It's nice. I think she was just trying to be nice, but she sent me an extremely long text about, you know, if she'd like to get out and, you know, see her friends and stuff, you know, all of that before she, you know, makes a real commitment in a relationship. And I respect that fully. It's just, I don't know. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah. It's cool to uh, be dating, though, is all I can say. For a long time, I just didn't date anyone forever. And it's cool to be dating. It kind of sucks because I have, not to toot my own horn, but I have, like, a really good memory. So I remember everything about this person that just said, you know, she wants to do her own thing and not be in a relationship in this moment. I will remember everything that she told me probably for the next couple years. I just, uh, I remember everything and it's kind of irritating because I'm like, what space could I be using this for? It takes a long time for my brain to offload things because I really try to focus and remember everything that everyone tells me, especially people that, you know, in that sense, you know, going out on a date would be potentially important for, you know, my future. But I just fully sidebar. I I follow the the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys. They have their own network now on YouTube. They have their own, you know, company or whatever. And the one the one um podcast video series that they have is called Are You Scared? And basically they just take, you know, stories from the internet that they find and you know, do kind of like a dramatic retelling in, in the sense of Buzzfeed unsolved. And they, uh, they create, you know, they have someone design images and that's how I, that's how I re-remembered, uh, the smile dog situation. But yeah, I was, I'm just sitting here in Al's home by myself with that cat. And, they published a video and it's called, are you scared of someone hiding in your home? And my response is I am now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like fully. Are you here? What's happening? God, wouldn't that be amazing for, for content though? Like fully just I'm murdered uh, on the podcast, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Just 
Are you scared of someone hiding in your home currently? I like the series though. It's media. It's the stories are medium. The first season was pretty good. This season's aggressively medium. I was talking about dating, I think. So we'll just circle back to that. Yeah, we'll circle back to that. But yeah, I'm talking to a couple of different people right now. Not in like, you know, trying to be like any kind of way about it. But yeah, I just feel, you know, I just like to get to know people, you know, but not too much. Because like, hey, for sure, I don't need to remember, you know, how many siblings you have in their names. If uh, I'm never going to see you again. But I just like to, it's interesting to... I'm more I'm more interested in the you know, engaging with someone, you know, just how how does the conversation take off? You know, is it, you know, I hate to pull all the weight in the conversation. I think as, as anyone and as, as anyone would, but some people are really dry texting and then you're like, well, maybe, you know, I'm not the best texter, you know, I'm not whatever. But, you know, when they're still dry in person, I'm like, We're so excited to be able to offer our beautiful, powerful, sexy listeners 50% off almost any one item from adamandeve.com with our code VAG. With our code VAG, you'll also get free shipping and 10 free gifts. With Adam and Eve's discreet packaging, your roommate doesn't have to know when you're busting. Live your best life. Get into it with someone or be COVID conscious and get into it with yourself. From our VAG to yours. Enter code VAG, yes, that is code VAG, V-A-J, at checkout at adamandeve.com. Like, do you want to, like, do you want to be here? Like, do you want to do this? Like, are you, like, you have to engage more. Not to, not to call back on your ass immediately, but re-existing in the moment from earlier in this podcast. It's just, idea, like, why, why are you doing it? You know, I don't. Like, you have to engage with me if you're, you know, if we're having a conversation, I'm just not, I hate when people are just like, I'll just let you interrogate me, you know? And I don't, I'm a curious person and I like to learn about people, but again, not too much, but, you know, and I'm not all about myself, but you have to ask me some things about myself. And if I do volunteer something that's interesting, because I have done a couple interesting things in my life, including this postcard. I want you to engage with it. I want you to ask me about it. You know, if I mention, you know, hey, my study abroad, gong, I want you to ask me about it, you know? Don't just like, oh, that's cool, and then continue on, you know? Let's dive into it, you know? It's interesting to interact with people from different places, too. I've been interacting with someone who lives a medium distance away and it goes, has education schooling in a, a medium to far distance away. And it's interesting to hear about that person's day to day. This person that I am referring to is very much so engaging in conversation and is, you know, wants to be talking. So that's cool. But yeah, I just don't understand I guess some people just feel obligated that they have to be on some kind of dating app to to be doing something just to say, oh, well, I'm trying. But I don't know. If you're not into it, just don't be on there. You know, you have to. But I guess some people are just like, well, that's just how I interact, which is like, why? (laughs) 
like, do you have interest in another person at all? You know, do you just want to like co- like live in a same the same house with someone eventually and just like never and just like not interact with them at all? You're just like, oh, we sleep in the same bed and live in the same house and we are, we're near each other. I'm not alone. Is that how people live? I guess that's some, how some people live. That's really sad. And they're just like, I'm not alone because someone's physically near me. I guess that's some people. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I told this person, you know, I'm looking for a relationship, but you know, I'm not just looking for a relationship just because I want to, you know, uh, be, be with the person, you know, in that sense, the one I just discussed, like to live in the same house as a person and just be like, Oh, well that's my, that's my fucking whatever, you know, my person like, that's just, it's just worthless and a waste of everyone's time. Because, you know, then that's not for you or for the other person, that situation, that relationship isn't, isn't one that's supposed to be. It's kind of not to, I just keep referring to this, I guess this should be a gong now, but Ron Funches was saying, you know, you have to have people, I've been thinking about this a lot, like keeping people at the right distance that you can, you can love them, you know, it's not necessarily that they're a bad person if you don't like them or if you have bad interactions or they press your buttons or, or that kind of thing. It's that they're, they don't work for you. You know, you have to think about yourself as you're just one kind of, it's, it's like a chessboard. You know, you are just one, you know, piece, one chess piece in in a, a worldwide chess game, not in, not in the exact sense, but you know, that person just doesn't work for you. You know, it's an egocentric versus uh not <laughs> versus not, but you know, that, that person just doesn't work for you. So you have to keep them at the right kind of distance that you can, you know, you can love them for who they are, you know, what, whatever that may be. If, you know, you get along really well, they can, you know, and, and there are some things that you don't get along with or like about that person. And, you know, they can be a close friend or, you know, maybe they just need to be an acquaintance. You're like, I can't deal with this person more than five minutes. I'm just going to say hey to them, you know, in passing at work. And, you know, that's the distance I can keep them at to still love them for who they are. And I think, I think that's something that people need to think about a lot more is that, you know, people, I think people aren't necessarily inherently like trying to be awful or, you know, fuck up your day, but it's just like you're, this is just the episode of metaphors, I guess, but you're just gears that don't line up in the machine. You know, like if the world's a giant, you know, engine or machine or motor, you know, and you know, someone's whatever, you know, I guess it's Jesus, you know, in in the sky, he's shifting gears, you know, he's putting in the second or whatever. Um, and you come into contact with a person and, you know, the gears are trying, you know, the transmission's like, we got to put these gears together and they just don't line up. You know, it's not your fault or the other person's. It's just, you know, how, how you are. It's how you're made, you know. And I try to remember that, especially within, you know, customer service, you know, that I try to, it's difficult, but, you know, trying to remember that, hey, you know, this person is a completely other person that has a completely separate life and you have no idea what they're dealing with or what they're working on or, 
you know, maybe this has been the worst day that they've ever had. And, you know, they just wanted to, you know, come get their burger from you or whatever. And, you know, they just needed to unload their feelings on someone. And it just happened to be you. Um, but yeah, keeping people at a distance that you can still, that you can love them for who they are. I think that's, I think that's a really emotionally intelligent and mature thing to think about. And I've been trying to work on, it's difficult because I find myself, I find myself feeling guilty a lot now thinking about it because I'm like, man, I was, I had, I, you know, I said something harsh or I was rude or mean to someone and I'm, you know, what did that do for me? That it was just a moment of gratification for, you know, I, I stuck it to them, you know, but what does that mean for me in the long run, you know, or them? I mean, for them, it's a moment, but for me, I have to, you know, to think about being rude to someone because, you know, they were a little snippy or harsh with me. And it's like, I don't know. But I'm working on it. I think ever. I mean, if you're not working on something, then you're crazy because everyone has something to work on. You know, we all can do more. And, you know, I think it's I think it's a problem in the United States a lot uh, that we think only of. I mean, I, I God, let me just repeat. I'm just going to repeat everything I've said in this episode over and over again. But it's a problem in the United States that we only think about we think about ourselves so much and our like my existence is the only one that's happening because it's the one that I'm viewing, you know, and I've, you know, that person I've been chatting with via, you know, you know, online, you know, I'll I'll let, I'll scratch that idea. Here's my, here's the thought that I'm getting to, you know, if we could figure out a way, and I, I volunteer as tribute to to do to do the experimentation for this. That you could just swap consciousnesses, consciousnesses. I, I don't know. You you your your mind go into someone else's, and their go they have their mind go into to your to your body, um, and just maintain all of your other physical experiences. I guess it's difficult to say because people don't know exactly where that line is, but. Anyway, if you could somehow swap physically, you know, minds and you exist in someone else's, I think, I think that would be really interesting, especially for people that are, you know, intolerant or ignorant of people of different races or uh, sexual orientations or, or anything, basically, you know. If you're, you know, someone's against Catholics or whatever, you know, any kind of thing, and just live a, a day in their life because uh, I feel everything I'm saying is very basic. If you could physically, if you could physically swap experiences, you know, your mind with someone and have their experiences as a person of color, let's say, and fully live their life, I think it would be interesting as to see because I can sit here and say, you know, I understand, I understand the concept of racism and why it exists and intolerance. And, you know, I can do research and read and, you know, become educated, but to truly end something, I think you have to, because again, we are very much so centered in ourselves 
to experience that person's experience because I, while I can understand and educate myself as much as I can about race relations and bad policy in the United States and implicit bias, you don't understand someone's experience unless you've done their and lived their experience. So I think it would be a really cool thing to just swap and do that sometime. I don't know. It fe- it f- uh, now saying it out loud, it feels like a very elementary thought, but it's one I had, and now it's forever in the world. So that's cool. <sighs> so yeah, there we go. We did it, Joe. Put that one out there. I'll just tell, I'll finish here with a, uh, a short story of, uh, going out for, it's a fun story, going out for drinks with, uh, scary and we also was supposed to be posh, but then we had a, a little situation and then we couldn't do it. But we decided we were going to go out for drinks because scary, I, inter- I bumped into scary and he said, Whew, having a difficult day at work you know, whatever. And I said, well, do you want to get drinks afterwards? And he said, sure. So I texted Al, even though we were going to have to meet up much later in the day, I texted Al because I have to, because otherwise she would feel that I left her out of something. So I texted her and said, Hey, you know, we're going to meet for drinks or whatever at a place later, you know, 10 PM, which is three hours past our bedtime. And you know, scary is going to be there. And I was like, Oh, well, I should invite posh too. Well, texted posh. He was like, yeah, for sure. I show up at the the place first and posh was like, go get a table. You know, he, you know, texted, go get a table. And I was like, cool. I show up to the place. Now this place is pretty dive bar. It, it's not <sighs> James Bond. Isn't getting a cocktail here. You know what I mean? He's not showing up and like someone's setting down like some poker chip. Like it's not, it's not fancy. It's a dive bar. You get it. Fucking that girl from the True Blood, you know, whatever her name is, the with the blonde hair and the teeth. She works there, you know. And I show up to the place, and I've been to this place a couple times now, and they are very loose, and they do not care about almost anything. I show up to the place, and they have a bouncer like an official bouncer. Usually they just have like a guy that works there, like say, Hey, what's up? You know, how many people, but they have a bouncer and you know, he asks for my ID. I give him my ID, starts looking at it. He starts, you know, doing the bending and holding it up to the light thing. And I'm like, Hey, like, I don't want to be like in my mind. I'm like, I look like I'm 38. You know, I look ancient. I look, I'm old. I'm old, you know? He starts looking at it and he he says to me Gain some pounds, huh? Eh <sighs> so rude. I mean I have, it's accurate. And I said to him, Yeah, I have in the last six years since I got my photo taken for my driver's license because I had to renew it in twenty twenty. And they just sent me a copy of the one I got when I was sixteen. So I guess you can do my age math now, but whatever. Um, But yeah, it's from six years ago. I've gained some weight since then. And he was like, okay. He said, can you take a step back and lower your mask? And I said, sure. 
I do it. And then he goes, oh, that's definitely you. And I was like, yeah, it is. And he said, sorry, I didn't mean to be rude, but I just had, you know, I have to check. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Now, what would I accomplish with getting a photo of myself on a fake ID from when I was 17 versus now? Who, who, what are you accomplishing? Anyway, I sit down, you know, I get a beer. And I text the the little group chat we made. And I said, hey, this bouncer gave me such a hard time about all of this fucking, you know, whatever about my ID. Now, Scary's ID had recently expired and he's waiting on his new one in the from the mail from the from the uspus and so he had his expired one he was driving on his way there and i said man the guy the guy that gave me such a difficult time with my id and he said going home makes sense i got it you know you don't want to have to deal with all that bullshit like what the fuck even now takes scary a little while to get to the bar if like 40 minutes later, we're at the bar, we're having a good time chatting, you know, bullshitting, you know, whatever. And it gets later in the day, you know, we met at 10 ish, you know, 1030, whatever. The bar's open until two. So we're there like 130 or whatever. So people are starting to kind of wrap it up or whatever, you know, closing out their checks. A lot of people, a lot of people at this place. Now, mind you also, no one in the establishment except for Scary and I were, mar- were wearing masks in any capacity. Oh my gosh, I just keep getting burps. So, so also, their kitchen was closed, which is so sad because they have fried mozzarella, which, like, like, they take fresh mozzarella and slice it and then fry it. It's really good. But their kitchen was also closed. There are a million people in this bar, and none of them are wearing masks. Neither was the wait staff. And Scary and I were the only ones that had our masks. So it was a fun time. But as the night was winding down there, um, people were getting cut off because they uh, drank too much, you know? So the one guy got cut off and he started yelling at the bartender you know, why does my friend keep getting drink? Why why can my friend keep getting drinks, but I can't? Now, he was of Latin descent. And he was referring to uh, it being about race. Now, he was very obviously drunk. So I was like, oh, he's clearly drunk. But he started getting very upset. And... They had to take him out of the bar. They got him out of the bar. And I look over in a different section of the bar. There are people physically beating each other. Like there's a fight fully, a brawl. And then the guys had, you know, the bouncers or whatever had to go take care of that. They get those two out. There are two people. I don't even, I can't even remember what they were. And, and women, men, just a, it was just a mass of people, just a, a a phalanx of people and just with fucking tiki torches as their spears. And 
they get they shuffle you know this this mass of people out and then a fight breaks out again near the bar with this other lady who just starts trying to throw things at the bartender and i'm like why is everyone fighting why must we be doing this who decided that it was fight time they shuffle all these people out to the parking lot and i feel that was a mistake because now there's a large scale brawl in the parking lot <laughs> i was a little drunk i was a little tipsy so i thought to myself did i lock my car because there are people physically like brawling right next to it just like a, a phalanx of people just beating each other and i had the great idea to just give my, my car the you know hit that that remote with that lock and it just does a little chirp chirp next to someone and like i don't know it was just a and like people looked up they were like is it the cops but it was just like my car um but then the cops did arrive because again of the people fighting and i was like hey scary let's just fucking sit here till all the people are arrested and out of here because i don't want to deal with any of this we sat for another little while you know not drinking anymore we get some waters who are responsible you know and we decided to go to a made-to-order food place. And we sit in our separate cars, eating our fried cheese of different varieties, just chatting about life as we were before. And this cop pulls up to get his you know, made-to-order food from this establishment. And he gets out of his car and he doesn't have a mask on. And he walks to the door and he still doesn't have his mask on. And Scary says kind of loudly, can't be protecting us that much because he's not protecting us from COVID. And I think he heard because he turned around, but it was unclear where the sound was from. So he kept walking in. And, yeah, that was the night. That was the night. This is a shitty story. I apologize. You could find that story anywhere. Um, but, yeah. <sighs> I guess that's all the more I have to say for today. But thanks so much for being here. It's very difficult. I think I found my stride a little bit there towards the end. But... Yeah, I'll do better next time if I ever have to do this by myself again. And by better, I mean I'll have another person on the podcast so I don't have to sit here and think about all the things myself. But, because that's extremely difficult. But, yeah, so welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, sorry for the lack of interesting things this day. Um, but we're here. We're doing it. We're giving it a go. Yeah, peace, peace and long life to all y'all out there. Um, keep listening. Um, we will have some more exciting things coming up soon. We have a couple. We have a few guests in mind. We have one planned. Um, we're just going to fully, I'll just fully announce that now. We do have Bright Angel coming on for next week. And, well, maybe not. It's in the. It's within the next two episodes we'll have Bright Angel on. 
Um, but yeah, it's been a fun time. Um, I think I'll be able to do this better next time. I just have to find my stride a little bit here and yeah, we'll get, we have some fun things coming for our, uh, patrons on Patreon. Um, we teased it a little bit, but you know, if you're looking for some interesting merchandise that's, uh, related to location and on or near that's upcoming. And we also have some really cool, um, notebooks coming your way as well in the upcoming future for all the juiciest jays out there so thanks so much for listening um thanks for being here and we'll see you next week